0: My name is Judith and I lead King's Church with Richard and we co-lead together and we have a team of leaders as well that we work with and who are brilliant and we love them amazingly. So um, um, yeah, it'd be good to think about Festival Manchester the beginning of um, July. It is going to be such an amazing weekend there's gonna be like a beach in the park. Now, when do you ever get a beach in the park? It's gonna be absolutely, they're gonna have like bands and stuff like that. It's gonna be like um, such a great opportunity to invite people that we know that um, just to come and experience the gospel. There's gonna be, the bands are gonna be like just so good. And, And it will be, you won't be embarrassed bringing your friends that don't know jesus they'll come and they'll hear the gospel they hear amazing things they don't even you know they're just, they just don't have to respond to it if they don't want to but I think they will do because the power of God is going to be in there. The whole city of Manchester are praying for Festival Manchester, and we can be involved in that. If you've got friends, family, people that are interested in knowing more about Jesus or have explored it with you, invite them to come along, take them. It's going to be an absolutely amazing, powerful weekend, and it's not a weekend to be missed, really isn't. So today is Pentecost Sunday. Like Damian says, it's a day that we celebrate when Jesus sent his Holy Spirit um, to us, to the world. It was such an amazing, wonderful day. And Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to the world because it's impossible for us to live this life without the Holy Spirit. We can't live this life that God created us to live without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, moving in in our lives, working in our lives, and transforming our lives. And today I'm going to be speaking to you about um, love each other, love each other deeply. And this, to love each other deeply, is... um, it's something that I think that we all kind of know about, and we do it, and we know how to love to a certain extent, and we, we care for one another. But I think it's like when we are moved by the power of the Holy Spirit to love deeply, there's something really precious that happens. That love that we experience from one another brings healing and restoration, brings hope brings us into a place where we feel comforted and strengthened. So I'm going to talk to you today about um, love each other deeply. So in 1 Peter 4 verse 8, it says, Above all, love each other deeply because, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Wow. It does not say that love punishes, or it sees what you've done wrong and and punishes that, or makes you feel guilty, makes you feel shame. But it says, good love covers. It covers us, and the thing about a covering, it kind of covers over things that that. Um, that perhaps things we are ashamed of, things that we find um, uncomfortable and we feel safe. Maybe we feel protected. And the thing about cover-up, it, um, when it talks about here love covers a multitude of sins, it's not talking about a cover-up where we brush sins on the carpet and we ignore it or we, we make out that it's not important or it's nothing. When it talks about cover, that love covers a multitude of sins, it's actually talking about that when we love someone who is struggling with sin or, or, or something like that, that they can come into a place where they feel safe, where they can talk about their struggles and failures, where they can come and they can talk about the things that, they're, that have been challenging. And because of our love for one another, we get around one another and we help them, and we restore them, and we... We try and disciple them and help them to, to grow in God and we pray with them and stand with them and bring healing to them. Now, that's the power of love that it covers over a multitude of sins. It's really, really powerful. Um, I wish that I had a blanket today because I would love to put a blanket around me now to show you what it, just imagine, right, I've got this blanket and I'm covering myself and um, all you can see is this blanket. You can't see anything else but this blanket. And what it does is it hides, it hides something, of something that perhaps I want to hide. It hides something that I don't want to be seen. And so when I feel loved by you... It covers something. It covers where I don't, things I don't want to be seen. I feel protected. I feel like you're with me. I feel like I'm surrounded. There's something warm and comforting about being covered, being, um, having something wrapped around us. And I want to talk um, about what it means to love each other deeply, what it means for us as a community of believers. And I'm not sharing this word because I think that we are not a loving people. In fact, I think that we are some of the most loving, kind, and generous people that I know. I really believe that. And so I believe that this isn't going to be too difficult for us, especially as we've been really seeking God and asking the Holy Spirit to fill us and to strengthen us. And and we can keep asking God for that. We can keep asking God to help us with that. In 1 Peter 4 verse 8, it says, Above all, love one another deeply above all which means it's a priority for us which means it's the first thing on our list it should be the top thing that we think about it should be the thing that we think about first is is how to love one another deeply what does it look like to actively be loving one another deeply what does it look like for you as an individual to love deeply not to be passive in that love, but to be proactive, do something about it, to show it, to express it. What would it look like for us as a community if each and every one of us took it upon ourselves to be proactive in loving each other deeply? And I want to thank those of you that are amongst us that do that, because that is so precious for us as a community to have those of you amongst us that do do that to love and to protect one another help one another cover one another jesus said my command is to love as i have loved you he commands us to love as we have been loved now these days it's not um you wouldn't go around commanding anything would you to be commanded to do something, it feels a bit like, oh, I don't know about you, but when some, if you felt like you were commanded to do something, it's probably the last thing you want to do, isn't it? No one likes to be commanded to do anything. Perhaps if someone came up to you and said something like, please would you possibly consider if you don't mind and it's not too much trouble, would you? (laughs) Then you might feel like, oh no, I can actually take that, that's palatable, you know, I don't mind being asked like that. If I've been asked in a good way, then I may even consider it. But Jesus says, I command you to love. It's a command. Love is a major part of who we are as a Christian, Love is how we are set apart as the children of God. Love is how we reveal Christ in this world. Show the world that we are his disciples. So love is really important. Jesus commands us to love. When we ask Jesus to be the Lord of our lives, we are saying to Jesus, Jesus, we want you to be the boss of our lives. We are going to follow you. We are going to listen to what you say. And we are going to be obedient to what you say. To love deeply is how we are to live as Christians. But how much do we actually think about how we are obeying this command to love Christ Jesus. It's a command. It's very center of our faith, of our, of our Christian walk with Jesus, to love deeply. It's a command. And so we need to be thinking in our heads constantly, what am I doing today to be obedient to this command? What am I doing? What, is, what can I do proactively to be obedient to this command? To love one another in such a way that our love is a covering. How much does our love protect? Can you think about how you love with people? How much does it protect? Honor? Do you gossip? Do you accept people as they are? Keep no records of wrong? Don't judge? We can read so much more about what love is in Corinthians 13. And it is such a beautiful passage of the Bible, love is. And I really, really encourage you to, to maybe go away and think about and pray about and meditate over 1 Corinthians 13. It is such a beautiful passage. But for now, I'd like us to turn to John 15. And I'm going to read verse 9 and then 12 and 13. Says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Verse 12. My command is this love each other as I have loved you. Greater love as no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. We remain in the love of Christ. When we love like he does. When we obey his command to love and to lay down our lives for one another. We remain in the love of Christ when we consider others before ourselves. Putting others first. Considering others as a priority. Above all. When above all else we love we love deeply this is really hard in a society that we live in today to um to put other people before ourselves or to love in such a way you know we're so we're told aren't we like in this world that as long as you don't like hurt anybody then you can just do whatever you like just live how you like and just, you know, because like, you know, you can, you can make some really good choices and you can have fun and, and you can do the things that you want to do and you choose what you want to do, but as long as you don't hurt anybody, then that's okay. Do you know that's not proactive love, that's passive love. There's nothing loving about just living your life so that you don't harm anybody. We may be thinking, oh, I'm a loving person because I'm not causing any harm to anybody. But actually, Jesus commands us to, above all else, to love, to love the way that he loves us. The way he loves us was that he laid his life down for us. We are commanded to do this. It's not passive. It's not let's all live how we please, as long as we don't harm anybody. It's thinking about what are people's needs. What is it that people need right now? Where do people need a covering? Where do people need my protection? Where do people need my comfort? Where do people need me to come and be with them and be for them? Show them that they belong. Show them that they're accepted. Every week we come together and we worship together. And I love our times together. But I don't think it's enough don't think it's enough, and I don't know about you, but it's not enough for me. Our time's together, I, and I don't think it's meant to be enough either. Um, and I find it's really hard to say this, but I want to say this. I want more from you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you more. I want each of us to know each other more. But I don't know how do we do that? How do we come into this place where we can gather, and we can be known by one another, truly be known by one another? What does that actually look like? See, it won't ever be enough gathering like this until I feel like I am known and I know others. As I was thinking about this, um, it reminded me of something that Richard and I we used to say when we used to do marriage prep with young, engaged couples that as they were preparing to be married. And we used to say to them, "You um, used to say... Um, love um, it's a competition your relationship is a competition of who can love the other person the best so my responsibility is to love that's my responsibility no matter what i'm getting no matter what i get in return no matter like how it feels for me in this situation my responsibility is to love Now, if we were in a community of believers where everybody took hold of that responsibility to love, like it talks about in the Bible, like it talks about in the scriptures, where it says, above all else, above all, love one another. If we really, truly grasped hold of that as children of God, then all our needs would be met. We would all feel loved. We would all feel accepted. We would all feel covered and protected and embraced. We are to concentrate on our own responsibility to above all love. And we just have to trust that everyone else will concentrate on their responsibility to love. We can't force or demand love. All we can do is be obedient to what we are to do. All we can do is fulfill our own responsibility to love. Obviously we can talk about what helps us to feel loved, but we can't force other people to love us. Our responsibility is to love. If we are all fulfilling our own obligations to love, then I think that's God's plan. I think it's God's plan that we would all feel like we're accepted, we're embraced, that we belong. And that's why I think it's God's command to love, because we become like him as we love. People feel like they belong, they feel like they're part of a family. I feel loved by God when I'm in my intimate times of worship and prayer. And I believe that I am loved when I read the pages of the Bible. But there is something really special when I experience love from my brothers and sisters. There's something different. When I experience kindness because they love me, there's something really, really powerful about that. It's almost like it it completes what God is trying to express to me God, you know, it's like in the, it's like in the here and now. It's like I experience the love of God through you. You know, you can experience the love of God by each other. You know that you can help the person next to you experience the love of God by the way that you love them. It is how God wants us to experience love. When each of us experience this kind of love for one another, it's really powerful and restorative. There is emotional healing. I really, really believe that. We feel emotionally healed. There's nothing more powerful than being with other people that you know have got your back, that love you, that are covering you. And there is nothing more isolating and lonely and painful to feel unseen or that you don't belong or that you don't fit in. It's not unusual to be in a room full of people and to feel alone. And when we experience love, we feel like we fit in, no matter how different we are. Being loved gives us a sense of belonging and acceptance and comforts us. It's a longing that we all have is to be seen, known, accepted, and to feel as though we belong, and not on the sidelines looking in. What would it take for us to love like that? What would it take for us to look like that? To help people to feel seen, to feel known, to feel accepted, to love in a, such a way that people feel like they belong. Maybe you can think of other places where you, you feel like that, where you don't belong. or oh, You don't feel seen. And, and I know that some people do feel like that sometimes when they come to church. They feel like they just don't belong. And that is a sad reality. And I'm sorry if that is any of your experiences amongst us we want you to know that the church of God the body of Christ should be the most accepting most loving most kind and generous and hospitable place you can be we are all responsible to be those who love and no one is exempt from this command to love I just want to go to 1 Peter 2 verse 9 to 10 It says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What a beautiful passage in the Bible. We were not, once we're not a people. Before we became part of the family of God, we were individuals doing our own thing, living how we pleased. Living our lives separate from God and each other and he took hold of us and pulled us out of our individualism he pulled us out of our loneliness and our isolation of our of those places where we just have no home he pulled us out of that. And he added us to his people, to his children, to his family, and we became part of something. We were no longer just an individual; where we were, where we just on our own. But now we are the people of God, the whole, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. In the last two years, we survived some of the most difficult things that our society has ever faced and the way we were told to survive this was by becoming isolated. And it's not surprising that we've become so used to that because it was for two years, two years that we were told to stay indoors, don't go out, don't see people. And so we've managed to, to try and to fill our lives with things to try and cope with that because we've had to live isolated as individuals and getting out of that is difficult. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have time to ourselves, but it seems that it's now taking extra effort to be social, uh, sociable and hospitable. Is anyone else finding that? To be sociable, to actually invite people around? and think, It actually takes extra effort to do that. I know that before lockdown, I used to have people coming around and go out and do things. But like now, do you know what? I just want to be at home. I'm just real happy and content being on my own. And I have to try and say, no, this is not me obeying the command that Jesus gave me. What is it that Jesus told me to do? Jesus told me to love. Above all, love. Lay down my life and love. Love covers a multitude of sins. You're covered by love. So when he looks at you, he does not see your sin. Our sin exposes us, makes us feel ashamed. But what Christ Jesus did on the cross, he covered our sin and took away our shame. That's what love does. That's what love feels like. He covers up our shame, and it takes our shame away. You are deeply loved by Jesus, and his love for you clothes you, covers you. Jesus loves you, and that's how we are to love. I wonder if you think about, when you think about church, if you think this is where your people are. I wonder if you think that. I would hope, and I would love for you to think that. I would love for you to think, I'm going to church where my people are. This is my people. This is where I belong. This is where I feel loved. This is where I know that I am accepted and I belong here. I would love for you to think that and to say that. And I wonder how many of us actually do think that or feel that. If not, I want you to think that. I want you to feel like you belong, to be known. Now, I can't talk about love without talking about forgiveness. Now, this is another way that we cover a multitude of sins, is that when we forgive one another, in the same way that our sins are forgiven, we are to forgive offenses or forgive insensitivities. We are to forgive when people have sinned against us. To forgive is love. Have you ever felt love towards someone that you don't forgive? Do you know what? I think that's impossible. To actually really deeply love someone that you don't forgive. That's impossible. So how are we supposed to be obedient to the command to love deeply if we can't love? So then that means we must forgive because we need to love, to be obedient, to be the children of God, to remain in his love. Um, and it isn't easy. Forgiveness is really, really that difficult. I know when I have struggled with unforgiveness because I know when, I've, when I'm struggling with unforgiveness because I find it difficult to love. I do find it difficult to love if I'm holding unforgiveness in my heart. And this is normally a red flag to me. If I realize I am not loving the way God wants me to love, then I must be holding something. There must be something there getting in the way. In John 20, when Jesus appears to his disciples after he rose from the grave, he went to his disciples who were hiding in a locked room. And in there he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And then he said this to them, If you forgive anyone's their sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus gave the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to the disciples so that they could love deeply. They just seen their friend Their Lord, their saviour, being battered and bruised and crucified. And then these are the people that they had to go and preach the gospel to. But how are they going to preach the gospel to them if they can't love them? They needed the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. They also, they, they were going to experience being battered and bruised themselves. And they were going to continue preaching the gospel to these people who were hating them and despising them and spitting at them. And how are they going to love unless they forgive them? And they needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do that. We sometimes find it really hard to forgive. And it is really difficult to forgive. If there is someone in your heart that you struggle to love, because they have wronged you, you need the Holy Spirit. Come and talk to us as well. We can support you in that. We can pray with you and stand with you. I know when I was struggling with unforgiveness, and, and it was really a difficult time, and I, I went to a friend and I said, I, want, I don't want to hold this. I want to let this go. I want to love deeply. I really want to love deeply. And they stood with me and they prayed with me. And something absolutely amazing happened. My heart filled with love for them. I was overjoyed that I was set free from unforgiveness do you love one another deeply what needs to happen for you to love one another deeply how can you obey the command of jesus to love as he loves you Um, i'm going to read 1 peter 4 verse 8 to 11 i've already started reading that beginning i'm just going to finish the rest of a little bit so from verse eight above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins offer hospitality to one another without grumbling each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in in various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Not only do we love by forgiving one another, but we love by showing hospitality we show, we love by using the gifts that, that have been poured out on us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've got gifts that you're just good at stuff. And we use those to, to serve one another. We can love people that way. What is it that's your gift? What are you good at? In what ways can you serve people with what you have? Our relationship with one another is so important how can we meet one another's struggles if we don't know each other? So it's difficult to get to know one another when we're part of a big number of people. Now not everybody is here. So so you can come another week and there's completely different people here. So it's like I've got to know someone last week and they're not even here this week. It's a whole load of new people that's here. And we have this continual cycle of trying to get to know people and it's and it can be difficult. So what we have is connect groups. So if you are a connect leader, I don't think all our connect leaders are here today, but if you're a connect leader, please will you stand up? I know there's some like Connect leadership team. So, if you're part of that Connect leadership team, please stand up. Yes, brilliant. Come, do I come to the front, guys? Come to the front. Come to the front. We do have more Connect leaders than this. They do an absolutely amazing job. Do you know what? These guys. For all the way through lockdown, kept Connects going. They show people love. They supported people. They encouraged people. They made these meetings happen, and they did an absolute great job. And I do want us all to thank them. So everybody, let's just give them all a clap. Everybody. Well done, guys. You did an absolutely amazing job. Now, if you're part of a Connect group, you do not have to be one of these, because I know not everyone, so all the leaders are here. But if you are part of a Connect group, and you, go, and you do go to Connect group and you enjoy it, um, I'd like you to put your hand up. Great. So I'm going to ask you a question. Richard's got a roaming mic. Roman mic. What time? Richard's saying, look at the time. Oh, yes, okay. Right. So I want you to go and ask someone. I want you to go to someone with a hand up. Put your hand up. Right, right, we're just going to come and ask. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So what do you find meaningful being part of the group? Um, just getting to know people. Um, you're able to know them on a deeper level. Um, you're able to go into people's homes. It's not just a church level. And I used to be part of everyone's connect and then we split. and I'm part of... Tundas Connect, but when I had a baby and was such a change for me and I was struggling, um, Yvonne was able to come alongside me and ask me to come into a home and give me that support because she'd already been there and she knew how difficult it was, so I was able to get back to so. her. Oh, Thanks, Thanks you. So. Um Anybody else? Put your hand up if you part of Connect. What do you find meaningful being part of a group? Well I started going to the connect group at the beginning of um, lockdown and uh, I, I went through quite a difficult time in lockdown uh, with my dad uh, being ill and passing away and the connect group were such a support I, I got to know people in a really deep relationship really even online um, and we were able to discuss and uh, the bible and uh, There's not as many people go now as there was, and I really miss that because it was great to have deep discussions, biblical discussions. It's a time when I was really struggling, um, so I just thank, um, well, it was Isaac at the time, but now it's Dami, you know, for that group. And uh, when I was at the most difficult point, just turned up with this bag full of goodies, and my family were just bowled over. You know, they couldn't believe it, so... Yeah, thank you to the Connect Thank you. Our connect, group, our connect groups do an absolute amazing job. I know it's more than these people here, because it's the people that are in the groups as well, but thank you guys. You can go and sit down now. Thank you. You've an absolutely brilliant job. You know, so if you want to join a Connect, you know, maybe come and talk to some people at the at the front. There are other people that lead Connect. So you can go onto our website where it talks about midweek meetings. Go to the central bit, and there you will see Connect groups. Just go and join. Go and visit. You don't even have to go every week. But if you go, like, as often as you can, you will get to know people, and they will get to know you. It is such a great opportunity for you to be the person that says to jesus jesus i want to obey your command what is your command to me to love above all love and i want to be obedient to that how can i show love to your community of believers to my family to my church family how can i make these people here feel like that they belong to feel like they're accepted how can I show hospitality? What gifts do I have where I can serve other people using that, my gifts? I'm just going to finish with um, this verse in Hebrews 10, 24. It says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds, not, having, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Consider how you can spur your brothers and sisters on towards love and good deeds. I'm just gonna pray for us, and then I'm gonna end. Father, Father, I just thank you that you sent Jesus to us in this world because you loved us so much that you love the world so much, that you sent your one and only Son into this world. Jesus showed us how we are to love one another. He lived a life that that only we can just, just, just want and desire and long to follow. Lord God, I just pray for every single person in this room right now that, Lord God, that you will stir and fan into flame the Spirit of God within them, the Holy Spirit that will help them to pursue you, Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit to help them to keep in step with you, Holy Spirit, that we can be those that love deeply, above all, to love one another deeply because it covers over a multitude of sins, the way you have covered our sins. Lord, let us be a community of believers that also do that. So Lord God, I just pray for blessing upon this people. I say thank you, Lord God, for this people. I say thank you that we are this people, and together we are a community of believers who wanna love you and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. God bless you. God bless you. And you want to close, Dami? Yeah? Or shall I? Anything you want to do? So bless you. Have a fantastic week. And um, and I'll see you next week. And don't forget our joint meeting on the, what day is it? Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Exciting. And if you want to get baptized also, please come and say. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye.